Never known you to fail. You remain the same and wonderful is your name. All of my life, I've never known you to fail. You remain the same and wonderful is your name. Welcome to the Great Little Zion Baptist Church. We celebrate your presence here today with us. Enjoy the worship service as you sit back and listen to the singing as it gives inspiration to your soul and then the preaching of the word of God as it gives instruction to your soul. Be blessed as God has a word for you today.
rejoice and be glad within it. I hope you have new vision, fresh revelation, good expectation. I heard you listen to the word. I hope you listen to the word that we shared on Thursday night in the New Year's Eve service from Isaiah 43. God's going to do a new thing for us in this year. And as we begin this new year, I have great anticipation that those Things are going to take place for us. This day, I'm going to begin a new series this month, and this series is entitled, This is Our Theme for the Year. Our theme for year 2021 is the year of recovery. The year of recovery. I call it that because in the previous two years, we have been stretched. And I mean the pandemic has stretched us. We began in 2019, the year of the stretch, and then we had no anticipation what was waiting for us in year 2020. The stretch continued, so now we are in the year of recovery because that is suggesting that don't you dare give up because 2020 was tough, but I want you to have great hope and great endurance that 2021 is going to be victorious because you are more than a conqueror. So let's begin this morning from Jeremiah chapter 29. Jeremiah chapter 29. And we're going to read verses 4 through 14. Jeremiah chapter 29 verses 4 through 14. Verse 14 is going to be our key text. We're going to work our way up to there real quickly. Jeremiah chapter 29, beginning at verse 4. 
Here's the word. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the exiles whom I have sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and live in them and plant gardens and eat their produce. Take wives and become the fathers of sons and daughters and take wives for your sons and give your daughters to husbands that they may bear sons and daughters and multiply there and do not decrease. And seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf for its welfare you will have for in its welfare you will have welfare. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, do not let your prophets who are in your midst and your diviners, your diviners deceive you and do not listen to the dreams which they dream for they prophesy falsely to you in my name. I have not sent them, declare the Lord. For thus says the Lord, when 70 years have been completed for Babylon, I will visit you and fulfill my good word to you to bring you back to this place. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for calamity to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon the name, you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Here's our verse, verse 14. And I will be found by you, declares the Lord. I will restore your fortunes and will gather you from all the nations and from all the places where I have driven you, declares the Lord. I will bring you back to the place from where I sent you into exile. Our subject this morning is, I'm on my way back. I'm on my way back. Like New Year's Eve, we've taken a look at the exilic experience of Israel and draw the parallel between the exile and the pandemic that we currently find ourselves in. There's a matching in terms of the effect of how the, the situation produces a consequence and our reaction to that. What I'm really trying to say is that I want us to see that as God inspired Israel to respond in a certain way, so I want to suggest that we ought to respond in the same manner to this pandemic. Jeremiah 29 is a letter to the Jews, as I said, in exile from the prophet on behalf of God. Listen to verse 1. Now these are the words of the letter which Jeremiah the prophet sent from Jerusalem to the rest of the elders of the exiles, the priests, the prophets, all the people whom Nebuchadnezzar had taken into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Look at verse 4. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the exiles whom I have sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. This is a word from the Lord through Jeremiah to those who are in exile. I just came to report a few things to you on this morning, on this morning of the new year. Just a few things and then I'm done. I want to share words that I hope you take into 
this new year as both motivation and inspiration. It's interesting to note that Isaiah reported an incredible word as we looked at on New Year's Eve, a word of motivation that I'm certain took some time to grasp by those exiles, let alone to practice with any consistency. He said, don't call to mind the former things. Don't go back. And I know that the exile was traumatizing. I know that the past nine months of this pandemic has been traumatizing to us. And to help you get through the struggle of the moment, I think God says to us in the text, right on the outset, three quick things. First thing he says is, I want you to embrace this moment with joy. Why would I say that? Well, look what he says in verse 5, 6, and 7. Once again, I want you to build houses. I want you to plant gardens. And I want you to celebrate the fruit from it. I want you and your family to marry. I want you to grow and I want you to take a hold of what he says in the last line of verse 6. And he tells them, do not decrease. Whatever you do, he says, don't decrease, but instead embrace and increase and enjoy where you are. Enjoy the moment. Then he says in verse 7, seek the welfare of the city. Because where you are, your your success is contingent upon how well you pray for their success. Now that's a challenging statement because that's where God really is saying, I want you to pray, he underscores the words of Jesus, for your enemies. Because I want you to look out for them, pray for them, they don't know any better. Yep, they're going to misuse you, yep, they're going to talk about you, yep, they're going to uh, just try to destroy you, but I want you to continue to look out, pray for them, because look at the text, verse 7, because he makes it clear, I want you to pray on its behalf for in it, in that city's welfare, is your welfare. <laughs> so I'm not going to call any names, but we need to pray for certain people and a certain person in the midst of where we are because our progress going forward depends on our intercession on their behalf. So God says in verse 5 to 7, I want you to embrace the moment with joy, celebrate, grow, don't decrease. Don't decrease in 2021. You keep growing. You keep pushing to multiply. Then he says, I want you to ignore the voices of the false prophets. See verse 8 and 9. Don't let your prophets who are in your midst deceive you. Don't listen to the dreams that they claim they're dreaming. For they prophesy falsely to you in my name. I have not sent them, declared the Lord. I, I have a problem. And this is personally just me, but I think I got others who probably believe the same way. I, I'm not convinced, nor am I willing to say that the pandemic is a divine judgment. It very well could be. I don't know, but I'm not willing to say that right now. And those who are going around prophesying, saying X, Y, Z was purposely in this space and time, they don't know, I don't know, don't nobody know. Only God knows. But God is telling us, watch the people who declare certain prophecies. Because a lot of them are not coming in my name. I didn't send them. That's their own dream. You have to be careful who you allow into your heart and mind. Then the third thing he says is, know that this trouble 
won't last always and restoration is on the way. Look at verse 10. When the 70 years, get this, when the 70 years have been completed for Babylon. I think that was an interesting insert considering that although the 70 years sentence is for Israel, but it's not just for Israel, it's also for Babylon. Because God is using Babylon to discipline Israel, but at the same time, he's going to discipline Babylon by way of destroying it at the end by the invasion of the Medo-Persians. So God is saying, I'm handling the whole context. All I need for you to do is follow the rules, follow my word, follow my rules, follow what has to be done. But listen to what it says. It won't last forever. This too will come to pass and restoration is on the way. He says, I will visit you and fulfill my good word to you and bring you back to this place, Jerusalem, where I got you from, Jerusalem. Bring you back to a space of peace and a place of victory and a place of hope. In return, he says, I want you to transition into you and I this new year purposely by thinking forward. Thinking forward. And when I said the title is, this is the year of recovery. We're going to recover, but you can't recover unless you think forward. Listen to what he says. I want you to think forward because you are on your way back. See, you thought you were doomed because 2020 was so bad. No, no. It was just a stepping stone. It was just God's way of developing. Remember what I said? Shaping. God has shown you how he sustains and how he can strengthen and how he wants us to share. Tell folk your story. You survived it. And now you're on the way back to recovering what you may have lost. And in the text... He says, I want you to think forward because he is inferring that. Look back again at verse 4 through 6. He's inferring by telling us, I want you to build. I want you to multiply. I want you to expand. I want you to grow. I want you to think forward. And he says, don't dwell on the past. Don't dwell on the past pains. Don't dwell on the past problems. Don't dwell on the past predicaments. It was only a temporary moment. Remember, weeping only endures for a night. And remember what God says to Israel again in verse 10. When the 70 years are done. And I told you earlier that it doesn't pass until God says it's done. When the 70 years are done. When they are completed, listen to his words, I will visit you and I'm going to fulfill my word. I made a promise to you that I was going to bring you back after 70 years. I will fulfill my word. God made a promise to us that if we trust him, even when we can't trace him, he will bring us through. 
He will make us victorious. We will become more than conquerors. Nothing shall separate us from the love of God. That's what Paul said. Neither height nor death, no principality, nothing. And I'm trusting and I'm praying that you're trusting in that promise that through this pandemic for 2021, no matter how long it lasts, God is going to come back and visit us. In fact, I want to contend he didn't have to come back. He's already back. And he's already visited us and fulfilled the word by keeping us. And here's the shouting point. Here's the shouting point <clears throat> in verse 14. I also will bring you back to this place. I'll bring you back to the place where I have sent you. I'll bring you back from the perils and the pain of the, band, of the pandemic. But I need for you to think forward. Because even in the midst of the pandemic, look what he says in verse 11. I know the plans that I have for you. I want you to get this. Just because the pandemic has occurred, God didn't counsel the purpose because the pandemic interrupted the process. God is still at work and bringing you to the destiny and bringing us to the destiny to which he had already ordained and a pandemic was nothing more than a part of the process. It's God's way of moving us to think forward and not stay stuck in the past. So many folk have the wrong approach when they say, I'd be glad when we can go back so things can go back the way they were. They will not be the way that they were. There will be some variations. I might contend there will be a few things that we'll probably re, you know, go back and, and re-emphasize and do again. But for the most part, it's going to be different. Why? Because in the words of Isaiah, God is doing a new thing. And in order to experience the newness of life, you've got to think forward. That's what they call progressive thinking. Leaving in the past and thinking about what God's going to do in the future. In fact, God says, I'm using the pandemic moment to help shape our gratitude. Good God Almighty. Listen to what God is saying now. God says, I let this moment take place because it's a way of shaping our gratitude. When we had it all, we often forgot from whom all blessings flow. Here's a lesson we can learn during this pandemic and for the new year. Because I think God is trying to tell us something. Listen to it. Here it is. Until I can be thankful for the places God closes up, I won't be thankful for the places that God opens up. Listen to that now, because gratitude enables me and suggests that I have made a decision that I not only know from whom all blessings flow, but I'm going to be grateful even when God shuts the door. And I'm also going to celebrate when God opens the door. Because God is saying, if you can't thank me when that door is shut, I know you're not going to thank me when it's open because you're going to forget to be thankful from whom all blessings flow. I know what I have planned for you, says God, in this new year. 
I'm letting you experience this pandemic. Look at the text. Verse 11, for your welfare, for your future. If this is going to be the year of recovery, and if you're on your way back, says my sermon title, then you've got to understand I'm letting happen what happened for your welfare. Remember I quoted Jesus in John 15? Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it, purges it, so it will bring forth more fruit. In other words, God's saying, I let you go through it. You were bearing fruit in 2020, but I'm going to help you bear more fruit in 2021, and this is only going to strengthen you. And in the process, I'm going to keep on sustaining you, showing you that no weapon formed against you will prosper. I did this for your welfare and for your future. I want to raise your thankfulness because just like Israel, you forgot, I forgot, we forgot how God has kept us. We forgot, you forgot, I forgot how God is still keeping us. And now God says, I need to remind you who it will be who will keep you going forward. Do I have any witnesses who can testify that the pandemic itself has reminded you if it had not been for the Lord on your side, you would not have survived 2020. But I'm going ahead and I'm going to shout and testify right now. I know, you don't have to tell me twice, Pastor, I already know who's kept me safe, I already know who kept my family safe, who kept me employed, who kept me protected. I will bless the Lord at all times and I know from whom all blessings flow. God, I thank you and I'm not afraid to tell it. I know who to be thankful to. And even in the midst of the pandemic, even when doors have been shut, I still thank you, Lord, because you've kept providing every single day. And God says, if you're on your way back, the first way to get back is to start thinking forward. But then there's a second thing right here in the text. Second thing he says is, I not only want you to think forward, but I want you to move forward. Think forward and move forward. Look what he says from verse 11, 12, and 13. He says, I know the plans that I have for you, declare the Lord, plans for welfare and not for calamity to give you a future and a hope. He says, you will call me, verse 12, you will visit me and I'll be there. You will seek me with all your heart and you'll find me. And verse 13, it's all about your future. Here's the principle. Here's the principle. Remember when I told you at first, God does what God is doing in the midst of this pandemic because until I am thankful for the places God closes up, I won't be thankful for the places God opens up. Here's the second principle. As long as you are too attached to your past, you negate what God wants to do in your future. Let me say that again. 
as long as you and I are too attached to the past, 2020, you negate what God wants to do in our future. Here's what Isaiah is suggesting. Learn from yesterday, but don't live in it. Let the frustration of the pandemic and the frustration of 2020, let it go for the prosperity of the future. In order to be on your way back, let go of the past and grab a hold of the future. Remember, right now, right now, this moment, right now, the morning of 2020, of 2021, this moment, this new year, right now, this is the moment, this moment is the seed for your future. And we're being challenged by Isaiah to become, and Jeremiah to become possessed. This is what Jeremiah says, become possessed of this moment. Why? Why, Jeremiah? Because listen to what he says in verse 14. I will be found by you and I will restore your fortunes and will gather you from all the nations, from all the places where I have driven you. All those uncomfortable spaces, all of those what appear to be missed blessings, all of those missed opportunities, doors shut. God says, I did that because I'm going to bring you back, but in the midst of that, you have got to admit that you've learned a lot about me. And God says, you've learned a lot about yourself. You've learned that you have to remember not only from whom all blessings flow, but you've got to appreciate the moment and the favor to which you are walking in. And remember that the sun will not always shine, but even if it rains, God makes provision to hide you in the shelter. So God says to us through Isaiah, I'm going to bring you back because you're on your way back. See the last line of verse 14? I will bring you back to the place from where I sent you into exile. And listen to what he says finally. He says, I don't even want you to think forward. I want you to move forward by leaving the past. But then he says, I want you to expect in the forward. Expect restoration in the forward. God says, going forward, the place of power, the place of praise, the place of peace, the place of prosperity, the place of possibility, the place, the place of progress, it's going to be restored back to you in multiple ways like you never imagined. I took it away for a season. I permitted it to be disturbed for a season. I allowed it to happen for a season that you might bear more fruit. Here's the principle. If you can't change it and God has allowed it, then find out how to prosper within it. I'll say that again for you. If you can't change it and God has allowed it, then find out how to prosper in it. Have you noticed how certain people have become creative in the pandemic? They lost employment by an employer 
So they became their own employer. Who would have ever thought of making masks or that the making of masks would become so lucrative as well as creative in style? Why? This pandemic has created change with future in mind. And the once, you notice this in our own house, the once lost art of family time cooking has experienced a restoration because of the pandemic. We can't go out, so we stay in. And our family time has been restored. Your prayer time has been restored. Your Bible reading, restored. What we were busy with in 2020 because things were going great until the pandemic hit, it's now restoring because God wants us to expect restoration in the fall. As I close, we are on our way back to some things that we need to restore because it's critical for our future growth. Israel knew that in order to experience this restoration that God had in store, You'd have to read Nehemiah and Ezra to see how God did that in a very mighty way. He brought them back, and the number one thing that they restored was the reading and listening of the word because they had gotten off track because of idolatry. And secondly, the rebuilding of the temple because it was destroyed by Nebuchadnezzar in the Jerusalem invasion. They recognize we need a house of worship. We got to go back to church. We got to remember that space of sacred confrontation as well as comfort from God is important for our journey. And I'll close by saying this. Isn't it something I believe when we come back in the church building? I pray and I do believe that we'll see church a little different we'll start remembering how valuable it is to come to church because we'll then remember from whom all blessings flow. We're on our way back. God says, I'll restore you. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you for a time in which you've given us and we pray now in Jesus' name in this new year that you would launch us off that as we step out, we step into the deep not knowing what lies before us, but yet we do so with great anticipation and expectation. May this word from Jeremiah 29 breathe life and hope into those who stand in need of a word of peace and hope. You said you not only have a, we not only have a future that you've created, but you're orchestrating hope. And so God bless somebody this morning with hope that their life for the course of this year would never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. That's our prayer this morning, that this new year would be one of joy and thanksgiving unto you as you look forward to 2021. You have great expectation that God has your future in mind. He's got plans to bless you and not to harm you, but to prosper you. In this year of recovery, you're going to recover it all. You're going to recover your peace. You're going to recover your joy. Whatever you lost in 2020, 
expect God to restore it in 2021. I am guaranteeing you, if you look for it, God's going to give it to you. Amen. Listen, celebrate the glory of who God is. And as Jeremiah says, remember, do not decrease. But whatever you do, continue to grow in kingdom building. Listen, we love you. God loves you, and so do I. Have a blessed, wonderful year in the Lord, and have a blessed, wonderful day and week as well. In Jesus' name, amen.